coming in June. Hi, it's Dr. G. And after two plus years and about 140 episodes of hosting the Menopause Movement podcast, I've had a revelation. You know, this podcast is about more than just menopause. We talk about mindset, building wealth, creating habits, discussing life hacks, and so much more. So it's time to move forward from menopause and into being more. As you've probably heard me say many times, menopause is not a medical condition that requires treatment. It's the privilege of a long life and it gives us the opportunity to launch something new. To that end, I wanna help in more ways than just menopause. Welcome to the Launch Your Life with Dr. G podcast. It's the only mindset podcast that provides weekly actionable insights for lasting happiness and change specifically created for high achieving professionals who are ready to bounce back and prevent burnout. We're still gonna have awesome guests. We'll still talk about the menopause things that, that women wanna know about, but we're gonna focus on mindset. Now why, you might be asking. You know, because we live our entire lives in our minds and the faster and more efficiently we can make it a happy place, the better our lives will be. Life is a series of adventures and we can launch our next phase and create 1% improvements together. I'm honored to be on this journey with you and I can't wait to bring you all of the awesome guests for this new podcast. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about disappointment because what, what, what I want to do is I want to ask you a question. Can you guys just tell me what disappointment means to you? Just, just, you know, thinking about your life and what it means. I've been dealing with some disappointment and so I thought it would be a good topic to, to bring up. So disappointment to me, when I, when I look at it objectively with my higher self, it looks like, it looks like expectation that wasn't met. Expectation that wasn't met. So how do you, and this is, this is what I'm really, really struggling with. So for me, um, the, the circumstance that's happening is I'm in a negotiation uh, for one of my businesses that um, is really valuable and the people that I'm negotiating with, that's just one of the situations. So say Lori was gonna go sell, sell her salon, um, you know, the expectation would be that, that she would get a, um, a price that's you know, commensurate with the value and the income that the salon brings in. And if the person uh, who is negotiating to try and buy <clears throat> thought that they could take advantage of Lori for some reason because they felt like Lori was desperate or they felt like they had one up on Lori, then they would be able to lowball her. The best thing is, is that when you're in a negotiation like that, if you don't wanna sell, you don't have to. So here's, here's the next question. If you're somebody who has studied manifestation, how do you how do you put together the premise that to manifest something you have to keep it in your heart and meditate on it and think about it with the disappointment that comes when you don't get what you're trying to manifest? So these are these are really I think important questions. And I think what what happens is sometimes the universe has a different plan. We have a plan for ourselves and the universe has a different plan for us. Our job is to get in alignment with the universe, get our vibration to the place where we are really in alignment with the universe. And to do that, sometimes we have disappointment and sometimes we have to surrender and say, okay, this is what I expected. 
as me, as the ego me, what exactly is it that, that you want or what is the best thing? So what I try to do when I'm disappointed is, is first of all, I used to get mad. I used to get really mad, but I don't get mad anymore. So now what I try to do is, is I, is I, when, especially when I'm, when I'm upset, I have to sit. I have to sit and try and let, let go. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> I have to let go. Sometimes we want something. When, when we have something in our head and we think it's the right thing, especially, so somebody like me, like I almost always get what I want. And, um, and that's not from a spoiled child, child perspective. It's just that, you know, I'm usually in alignment. I just, I'm just usually in alignment. And so usually what I want is what, is what the universe wants for me as well. And when that doesn't happen, then I'm like, well, why do I have this desire? I mean, I have to go back and look. Why do I have this desire? What is, you know, what is the lesson? So remember, this is something that James Wedmore says a lot. He says, you either get the result you want or the lesson you need. And so if life has given you a desire and an expectation, and then that expectation isn't met for whatever reason, rather than disappointment, I think our job is to look at it and, and say, where, what's the lesson here? Now remember, like I said on Wednesday, a grand vision, a big vision will pull you forward. And then we write our goals every Monday that's gonna take us towards that big vision. So we chunk down everything. And we can take it one step further and we can do a daily task list as well um, that, that I will get to probably in the next few weeks on how to write a daily task list that will take you to your goals. The part of us that wants to kick and scream is probably the child inside of us. One of the things about truly um, becoming an adult is recognizing that child inside of us, letting it, letting it have a second, nurturing it and telling it it's okay, but, then, but not letting that child run our lives. I, I read a story once about a young couple who got married, right, they were in their 20s. The wife, they had their first big fight, I think they were on their honeymoon, and the wife got down on the floor and started kicking and screaming because that's what she did from toddler on and nobody ever corrected her. And that was how she managed her, her emotions just like a toddler. Can you imagine? Can you imagine seeing a 20 some odd year old woman on the ground kicking and screaming? I did it. So you don't want to let that child in your life, uh, you know, the, the child that's inside run your life. That's, that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, the setting the goals on the Monday and the Wednesday and the Friday check-in, that is all just to help you move towards your grand vision. And I asked last week on Friday, I said, what do you want? I came back in on Saturday and asked you, what do you want? And not a lot of people had really spent much time thinking about it, but, but if you really want to direct your life, it's important to know what it is you want. What do you want in your life? And then when disappointment comes, all you have to do is pivot. It's just a matter of pivoting. It's not a matter of having to really change course the whole way, it's just, it's just a little bit of a course correction. And maybe, maybe the feeling of disappointment, the heavy, you know, depressing kind of feeling like, wow, I really expected this, but I don't, I'm not getting it. M maybe that feeling is there so that we can correct our course. Because we have to acknowledge our feelings. Our feelings, they're there to help us, to guide us into uh, where we're supposed to go. But sometimes they're not fun. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be doing a video podcast um, and 
I have to kind of wait for those guys to to tell me what 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 to do as far as that goes but uh, that's why I'm wearing a microphone because they're capturing it and using it for the podcast and so it's pretty exciting and it's going to be called menopause movement which is you know that's my 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 brand my business so when it's ready it's going to take a few weeks to get onto uh, iTunes that's the that's the one that takes the longest but um, We'll be on we'll be on the other podcasting channels a lot sooner, like Spotify, and stuff. So um, so you'll be able to take uh, take these they're, and they've gone back to uh, my live since January, and they're starting to pull those together. So they'll be putting them into um, into podcast. Um, you know they'll they'll pull the audio, and you'll be able to uh, take take me with you in your ears as you're exercising and stuff, and you won't won't be tied to your phone as much. I mean I'll still do the lives because I like it. I mean, I, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, everyone's, so, so I brought this book with me because I think on Monday I'm going to talk about this book. Remember, I showed it to you. And this is, this is what I was teaching on Wednesday. And um, so I'm going to spend some time with that. And I think on Monday I'll, I'll, um, I'll teach you guys a little bit more about how to change your behavior. But I, what I love about the lives is that it, it, it allows me a chance to just kind of channel the universe. You know, I'm going to be a guest on the Minnow, Minnow podcast next week, but that, you know, it's probably going to be two weeks from now, but they're, um, they're going to be interviewing me on the Minnow podcast. So if you, if you listen to that, please, uh, please subscribe and download their podcast. I'm going to be a guest. I don't even know. We're going to talk about the, uh, the, the workshop probably and the Minnow system and the transformation that the ladies got that went through it um, on the podcast. So let's get back to disappointment and, and emotions. So what do you guys usually do when, when you have those negative, heavy emotions? There's, there's a couple of things that's um, important to know. There's an exercise that I used to do uh, when I was learning how to manage my emotions. And, um, and I was in a, a weird place where, where I had uh, like quit my job for a little while. And every morning, as soon as I woke up, after I went to the bathroom, I just wrote. I wrote for three, I don't know, five, five minutes or something. Just to get that out. I've never even read those journals. I have them, and I've never even read them. Um, it's going to be part of the research at some point for the book I'm writing. But the thing is, is that what, can ha- what, what, what you can do, if you, if you write first thing in the morning, what that can do is it can set your intention for the day. Remember, we happen to our day. We don't let our day happen to us, right? That's why we set our goals. That's why we want to think about what our grand vision is. If you don't know what your purpose is here on life, and you know, and purpose in life here is on Earth, then then you can start thinking about that. When we get disappointed, we tend to get into a funk. <clears throat> the quality of your life is is determined by the quality of your questions, right? That's a Tony Robbins quote. If you are going into a funk and you think that going to the refrigerator or the grocery store and eating those crisps or chips or eating that ice cream is going to make anything better. Um, does it make things better or does it make you feel worse? So what happens when you, when you make the decision to, let's just, let's just take the behavior of eating right now. What happens when you go and eat? How do you feel about yourself afterwards? That's where this book is going to help us, right? Nobody likes feeling bad. That's, the, the, our feelings are, are a place where we, can, we, we pay attention to them. So what are our feelings for? Our feelings are, are a way for us to gauge how we're doing. So if we're feeling heavy and bad, is that a place where we can have permission to 
go and self-destruct. So the, the question, the, the better question when we're disappointed, the better question when we're disappointed is who am I being? Who am I being? And who do I want to be? Now, the hard part about this is actually changing your behavior. When you get into this, you have, so remember that we have ingrained behaviors from maybe from childhood. We have to pay really close attention, not only to our emotional domain, and we have to know when we're, when our demo, emotional domain is gonna take us to that place where we feel like we need a, a treat, <clears throat> or we feel like we need to, um, we feel like we need to be rewarded because we're feeling bad, right? Remember, when we were kids and we were crying, what did our moms do to shut us up? Candy, maybe? Cookies, maybe? My mom made brownies. You wanna love yourself? There's a great book called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends Upon It. It's a quick read, it's about 30 minutes, maybe 40. You know, everybody says love yourself, and, but then in America, the way we, the way we work things out you know, the, is that you know, if you love yourself too much, then, then you're narcissistic. So for the paperback, it's $4.99. They must have rewritten the Kindle because it's $12.99. Okay, good, I'm gonna give you the link to go to buy this book. You know, it's funny, when you're on a business page, when you put stuff in, like when I put it, it brought up beef, it's what's for dinner. That's just the link to buy the book. That is a fantastic book. It's a good way to get started. And when I was, um, when I was, when I started with that, I was running a lot. And um, I would, I would do mantras. And and I would just, I would because, for you know, for whatever reason, I was never. T I don't think we're taught to to love ourselves in America as children. Um, I can't speak to any other country, although we come from, we come from England, most of us, those, set, those who settled here uh, way, way back, and so I think we've, we've got a lot of the same, the same mores as the English, although the English are much more reserved. We're not told to love ourselves, and, when, and, and then there's societal pressure that says you have to be really, you know, perfect. You know, what, what does the media do? They, they put out women who have bodies that are unattainable for most of us. They Photoshop the women's bodies so that they look a certain way and it's just not realistic. And so we, we're bombarded with all these images from, from day one and it's not real. That's not reality. You know, reality is what's going on in here and in here, right? In your heart and in your head. That's what reality is. So pay attention to your emotions. And when you get into that space, all right, because now you guys are aware. Now, now you've, you've, you know, now, now you're aware that, that when, you're, when you're feeling that disappointment, now you have to really look at, look at your emotional state and say, who am I being? Who am I being and why am I giving myself permission to self-destruct? Because when you go and eat, eat that ice cream, and I'm not saying that it's not, something you can do sometimes, but if you're doing it out of an emotional state where you're trying to reward yourself and make yourself feel better, and then you know that later you won't feel better, then it's time to change that behavior. And the way to change that behavior is to first start by being aware of it. It's really hard to lose weight in menopause, but you can. And we do go into great depth in the minnow system on how to manage weight and diet. I think sugar is optional. That's my, that's my take on it. You know, the funny thing about diet is that there's a lot of opinion that comes in through diet and not a lot of science. And so you have to, when you're trying to figure out diet, it's a matter of really pulling away all of the opinion and trying to look at everything without, without emotion. 
but when it comes to diet, there's a lot of emotion there. And have, you, have, have we been able to reframe disappointment a little bit for you? Because it's helped for me. It's helped a lot. I was, I was really kind of down when I started talking today, and now I feel really good. Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People talks about, um, about how to begin with the end in mind. The whole idea is to, and what I'm trying to help you with, is to see the big picture, right? And then, um, and then ask the pro appropriate questions. But you see the big picture, so what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And then you can, every day, you can make decisions that will take you closer to what you want. Remember, if you know what you want, you can chunk it down. So, so let's, let's look at something that's easy, like weight loss. Weight loss is easy to frame. It's not easy to do, it's easy to frame. I want to, I want to in the next three years, say, I want to drop 60 pounds. Let's just say that that's it. Remember, the emotions come because they're directing you somewhere. The emotions are directing you somewhere. And the thing to do is to acknowledge the emotions and then sit with them and say to God or the universe, why, what is this? You know, I'm not talking, sometimes we just, we're depressed, right? That's a clinical depression and that's something that needs medical treatment. So I'm not talking to anybody who has clinical depression here. I'm just talking about uh, managing disappointment and disappointment feelings and the feelings that come when, when, we, when, we, when our expectations aren't met our expectations of ourselves, our expectations of others. Um, disappointment comes out of expectation. The bigger, the bigger thing for, for, for me, and I'm trying to get more in alignment with the universe, is how to, how to manage disappointment when something that I really thought was going to manifest just doesn't, right? And so we sit with that and we ask the universe, where are we going? We ask our higher self, where are we going? Or God, or whatever your spiritual practice is. Where are we going? The main thing is to get out of that low vibration, get back into the high vibration, the one where we feel good. And remember, happiness is a choice. So you wake up in the morning and you decide no matter what, no matter what happens, either, whether I, I lose that court case or whether I, you know, I'm, I'm bankrupt, it doesn't matter, I, I'm going to be happy. Isn't that wonderful? There's a story that Dr. Rao tells um, about a monk who is up high in, in the Himalayas and he... Um, He's only got a, like a cloth he's wearing, and he's it's nighttime. He he curls, you know, he goes to sleep by by a you know by a rock or something, and a whole bunch of travelers walk by and say, "Oh, here's this man who has no. It's cold out, and he has nothing but this this tunic covering him." So they give him a warm coat, and he says, "Isn't that wonderful? Now I've got this warm coat." A few minutes later, some some you know ne'er do well kinds of people walk by and they say hey look here's this coat and they steal the coat from him and the guy says well isn't that wonderful now they have the coat and it's good for them and that would be a great place to be it's hard when things happen one time um, when I was in residency it was around Christmas time and I had purchased all the presents for my son and uh, he was young at the time maybe six or seven no, five or six and so they were in my car and I, my residency was in a, uh, an area of New York that has uh, maybe higher crime, and I wasn't aware of it. I left the presents in the, in the back of the car. Somebody looked in, broke the window, and took them all. And so I went home, and I told my son, I said, well, I said, somebody took the presents. I said, but, and, and this, is, this, is, this was my state back then, and um, now I'm working harder to bid. I said, well, they needed them more than we do. 
and that's okay, I'll buy you more presents. There's, there's more than just the thyroid. I'm hypothyroid too. There's more than just the thyroid when it comes to, to weight loss in menopause. There's, there's other things. There's, there's the diet and then there's um, calories and there's the type of exercise you're doing. But exercise is not important as, as, as important as diet when it comes to weight loss. Exercise is about 20% uh, of it and the rest of it is all diet. So abs are made in the kitchen. Let's not forget that. So what I was going to say before I got off on that tangent was I was going to talk about setting goals. So if you know what you want, you know what you want. And this is why I keep saying, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? If you know what you want. So if the goal is I want to lose 60 pounds in the next three years, so that's 20 pounds a year, then I'm going to do those behaviors every day that take me towards that. And so what has to be top of mind is what is, what is the goal and who am I being? Am I being that person who is at the goal weight that I have set for myself, or am I being that person who is staying at the weight that I'm at, right? And so what are, the, what are the things? So for those of us who want to lose weight, I'm gonna ask you to put in the comments right now, what are the things that somebody has to do? What are the behaviors that people have to do in order to drop a good portion of their body weight? So remember that a goal without action is a wish. So the action, what are the actions that somebody has to do? Number one, drink more water, right? So you go from maybe two glasses of water a day to 10. Definitely somebody who wants to lose weight has to increase their water. The other thing is, is that remember to have a lasting change in your body, you need a lasting change in your life. Remember, all right, when you want to make this behavior, Keep looking at my goal and think of the end result. That's, a, that's really good, all right? Your goal is to lose, if, if this is what it is, is to lose 60 pounds or whatever. But let's just, let's just use that for example. If I am in a place where I have a goal to lose 60 pounds and I'm drinking beer, I'm not going to lose the weight, right? Even it doesn't matter if my diet's p p dialed in, drinking beer is going to sabotage that, right? What I'm trying to drive home is that we have to make the decision every single day and, and sometimes every single minute about who are we going to be? Who am I going to be as I, as I move forward? Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you I had some really disappointing news yesterday and I was super upset. I thought at the time I went downstairs from here to, to go to our meeting, I thought that, I thought that uh, there was going to be people down there in the gab. They, they had a cocktail hour last night. And what I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to go eat Mexican food and have some margaritas uh, with some people and then there were no people. So I ended up eating healthy food and, and then I had a glass of wine um, <clears throat> at the cocktail hour. But at the end of the day, you know, the universe conspired to help me with my goals, right? Because at the, when, when I, who am I rebelling against when I go off my diet? I'm just rebelling against myself as that child, that 15 year old who always said no to everyone. What I'm trying to say is that Every single day, if, if our goal is a behavior change, and it can be anything, it can be anything from weight loss, which is, you know, something that we that we really is top of mind for women in menopause. But it can be anything from weight loss to um, increasing um, increasing movement. How much weight can a realistically a person lose? I think a person can lose a hundred percent of their excess body fat. I actually do believe that, uh, but it just it just depends. Um, 
It depends on what you want. It depends on what your goals are and how you want to look. I will disagree with this. This is not about willpower. This is about a lifestyle change. So if you really want to drop that weight or if you want to um, sculpt your body, then you know, you've got to do the same things that people who have the body that you like do, which means a changing of your lifestyle. It has to be something that you like, a way you like to live, because otherwise it's never, never going to happen, right? Other places where you can apply these, these kinds of examples is like, let's say you're a loner and you don't have many friends, then what are the behaviors that you would have to do to make more friends, right? That's one way. Um, a lot of my goals are around my physical body because that's just um, what's top of mind for me right now. But there's a lot of other things that we can do. How do you make a friend? How do you be a friend? There are, there are many things. Lifestyle is, I mean, you know, we'll stay with the weight example just because that's, um, that's kind of what, you know, what we started with. But if we can change our lifestyle to the point that we're happy, but happiness is a choice, remember. But just one positive thought about your body is not going to change your eating behaviors. What changes your eating behaviors is a conscious decision to go and clean everything that's crappy out of your cupboard, right? Um, and a conscious decision to not eat pizza when everyone else is. A conscious decision to put 80% of vegetables on your plate to drink that water that, you know, and that makes you pee you know, every 30 seconds. So, so again, we go back to what is the grand vision, right? Start with the end in mind. The end in mind is to, let's go from 200 pounds to 140 pounds, right? But we're going to do it in five pound increments. And the way to get to that is to say, okay, today, and, it, and, and however long the weight takes to come off, because you're changing your lifestyle, it doesn't matter anymore <clears throat> how long it takes for the weight to come off. Because at the end of the day, when you change your lifestyle, you're going to start feeling better. You're going to start moving more because what you're putting in your body, the DNA that you're putting in your body through the food that you're eating is going to make you feel better. And as you start to feel better, you're going to start to do more activities, right? You make the conscious decision, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start drinking five liters of water a day. And, and then you do it. And that doesn't mean that you drink like four liters before you go to bed. You've got to like actually make the decision. So that can be something that you decide that day. That's one of your tasks, right? So the goal on a Monday would be drink five liters of water a day or drink more water or whatever. And then you set your task on, on every single day. Okay, you know, I've got five liters and, ta and, and tick it off on your, on your list, right? 80% vegetables, tick that off. Plan my meals, you know, take two days, take one day on, on a Sunday to, to plan and sort out your meals. And then, and then have a guide. Like if, if you're somebody who eats out a lot, you can still do this, but you have to be, you have to understand that restaurants are flexible and a menu is really just a list of ingredients. And so you can pick and choose off of different parts of the menu and say, hey, I want to have this with that. And I don't want potatoes, but I want more vegetables. And I want like three times the vegetables, but don't use butter on them. Things like that. Those are all choices that you can make. But then you're like, that person at the restaurant when you go to a restaurant but it's all it's all depends on on what what kind of you know health you want and whether you're willing to to make those choices and if if you see the people who who have the weight that you you know that you that you want or have the body that you want you just watch their behaviors you watch their disciplines but this is not about willpower it's a decision 
Remember, willpower is like a battery, right? We have so much in the morning, and then as we go through the day, it gets depleted, right? And so we only have so much of it. And that means, so by the end of the day, if, you know, we've, we've said no to the cookie, no to the cookie, no to the cookie, no to the cookie, and then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, well, fuck it, I'm going to have that cookie. That's, that's willpower. But if you get to the point where the decision is, that's not food, that's not something I eat, that's not something I eat, I don't want to eat that, then then you don't have to use your willpower. Then it's just, all right, guys, it's been an hour. I got to go. I'm getting ready to go to my conference. Um, I want to hear from you, though. And what I want to know is, tell me your biggest takeaway from today. Did you know that menopause is not a medical condition? Most doctors don't know this either. I like to say that menopause is the privilege of a long life. And to really take hold of our lives in menopause, we have to unlearn what society and the medical establishment has told us about menopause. Thanks so much for being a part of the menopause movement.